Welcome to Whole Brain Teaching, the podcast. Join your host, Rhonda Arl and Laura Forehand. We want to help you as teachers reach your full potential by keeping you up to date with all the latest and best Whole Brain Teaching strategies. Whole Brain Teaching is a grassroots educational reform movement founded by Coach Chris Biffle, Jay Vanderfin, and Chris Rextad. Whole Brain Teaching's goal is to create peaceful classrooms through orderly fun. To support the podcast, please like and share with other teachers. Thank you for listening and enjoy the podcast. And now, here are Laura and Rhonda. there. Welcome to Whole Brain Teaching the Podcast. My name is Laura Forehand, and I'm a second grade teacher in the state of Missouri. I am Whole Brain Platinum Certified Teacher, and I'm here today with my co-host as always, Rhonda. So Rhonda, will you introduce yourself, please? Absolutely. Hello, everyone. I am Rhonda Arlt. I'm a second grade teacher in Kansas, and I'm a Platinum Certified Instructor as well. Today, we are joined by Executive Board Member Julie Neff to discuss Whole Brain Teaching's Glorious Kindness Academy. Before we get into the ins and outs of this topic, we would like to learn a little bit more about you, Julie. Can you tell us your Whole Brain Teaching journey? What was your catalyst to you finding Whole Brain Teaching and wanting it to be part of your classroom? Thank you. Hi, guys. Um, I'm super excited to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me to join you today. And I love talking about kindness. So this is super awesome. Um, I am an executive board member, and I'm also the Glorious Kindness Academy Director for Whole Brain Teaching, which has been just an amazing job that um, I have been able to help schools all over the country and a few in the world set up basically kindness clubs. And so that really has been just such an awesome journey for me. And um, to be honest, I, I really can't imagine teaching without whole brain teaching. Uh, and I'll never forget kind of my journey with that as well. Um, it, it was an August day, I believe it was in 2014. I know for sure it was August, but I believe it was 2014. And I heard about a whole brain teaching conference that was happening in a neighboring town about 12 miles away. And it was on a Saturday morning right before school was starting. And so I went and it was taught by um, coach B Chris Biffle. And so not only was just 12 miles away, but it was taught by coach B and I was so excited. And so I've shared this story before, but I think it's just such a important piece of whole brain teaching. And that is that I, I went in with my teacher bag, with my markers in there, my notebook and my cup of coffee. And I was ready to attend a teaching seminar. Like I always have, right. Ready to take notes mm -hmm. and, you know, try to apply some of those things. Um, and so instead, you know, I, what I was met with was a totally different kind of a conference and it was so engaging. I never even had a chance to take a sip of my coffee. I didn't <laughs> take any notes, <laughs> no joke. I didn't take any notes. I finally gave up after a couple of attempts and just put it all down. And, um, cause I was up and down and up and down and moving and talking. And so I'll never forget that with no notes, I was able to go on Monday morning to my classroom and implement some of those strategies that I learned from Chris Biffle that day. And um, I remember he had invited anyone that was interested to stay after the seminar and learn about certification. And so I was curious, I was totally enthralled. And so I stayed and basically 
over the next two years, I, I just attended conferences when I could. I went to the national conference in Las Vegas. And in 2017, I became a whole brain teaching platinum certified instructor. And then in 2019, I became an executive board member. And it completely has changed my life as a teacher and my classroom's environment. Um, it's so much fun for me and the kids and getting you know all my students active in their learning is such a huge important piece of education. And honestly, you know, I was that student that struggled a little bit. And so I'm sure that I could have personally benefited from, mm -hmm. you know, these whole brain teaching strategies. Right. And I wanted better for my, for my own students. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great story. Um, and um, we remember meeting you at the Las Vegas uh, National Conference. I think that's the first yeah. time to meet you. So that was that was so yes. fun. Um, we are really happy to have you here today to talk about Glorious Kindness Academy. Can you explain to us what Glorious Kindness Academy is and how did the idea of creating this Kindness Academy come to be? So first of all, what is Glorious Kindness Academy? Okay, this is where I get goosies. I totally have them right now. Every time I get to talk about this, this is just Awesome. So I really appreciate you guys inviting me to, to, to be here. Um, basically, the Glorious Kindness Academy is essentially a glorious kindness club, a kindness club. Um, and that's what its foundation is. And it's really whole brain teachings way of getting our kids and even our staff um, actively involved in kindness. So, you know, talking about what is being kind, what does it mean? How can we spread a little bit of kindness and lift someone else up? Um, and just this whole idea of really thinking about other people, which, you know, maybe we kind of get into our busy lives and, and we don't do that quite as often as we possibly should. So with our Glorious Kindness Academies, we kind of bumped it up from a club to an academy um, that was coaches doing. And so we asked this big question, this big three-part question with our kindness club, and it's kind of the focus of them. And that is, um, how can we spread glorious kindness in our schools, at home, and ultimately in our communities? And so we really want to take that one step at a time because it's a big question, right? And so the big idea here, you know, oftentimes we start with just our school environment because that's where our, our, our community of learners is. And that's where we begin this conversation of kindness. And so really, you know, kindness is something that we can teach our kids. It's something probably right now more than ever is so needed. And I find myself saying that all the time because it's just something that we need to be very explicit about right. getting our kids to think about kindness, um, helping them to grow up with empathy, understanding, ultimately love, right? Love is, is much stronger than hate. Mm -hmm. And so we need our kids to have that as their core foundation and, um, so, you know, as far as where did it come from, uh, where did this whole idea of the Kindness Club come from or Kindness Academy? Uh, well, Glorious Kindness has been a part of whole brain teaching for a while now in terms of our virtues. We have right. kindness and positive leadership, selfless courage, invincible grit and brainy creativity. And above all is that kindness. But really, they, they go hand in hand. And that's the truth about that. But the personal journey for the Kindness Club for me um, <clears throat> came from my own daughter's experience in school and experiencing that feeling of exclusion and not being included and actually being treated poorly. And so really, it was kind of one of those mama moments for me years ago, about seven years ago in 2014, um, when we started our Kindness Club at my school. 
was to either we could go down that, that path of being angry and mad that these things happened, or we could, um, you know, I could get the girls involved, my own daughters involved and make a positive change. Um, so that others don't feel that power of exclusion, you know, sure. and instead they feel the greater power of inclusion. Mm-hmm. And so with my own daughters, we started a kindness club at Spring Grove school. And I remember our very first meeting was, um, January, 2014. And on the way to school that day, I told my daughters, I said, all right, you guys, each of you bring a friend, because even if it's just the five of us, we're going to make this happen. Even if we can just affect one person's life and change the path, then that's a good thing. And so our first meeting, we had 35 kids. Wow. Nice. Yeah. I was very happy about that, but little did I know that over the years we would grow to over 200 members in our club. And so um, our average attendance once a month, you know, pre COVID, of course, (laughs) um, once a month in person meetings was a hundred students or more. And I'm in a TK through eighth grade school, one school district. And so these kids love it. They cannot wait for the kindness club to happen each month. And um, really this all started right about the same time that I was learning about whole brain teaching. Mm -hmm. And so I became a staff member and we talked about glorious kindness. And I thought, Oh my goodness, this is exactly where I need to be in whole brain teaching because I'm doing this kindness thing here and coach is teaching glorious kindness. And um, so I shared a lot of the things with him uh, that I was doing with my kindness club. And he asked me to bring that idea to whole brain teaching. And so here we are. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. It's been awesome. awesome. I find that teaching glorious kindness must be intentional. So why is teaching it so important? Yeah, that's a super important question, Rhonda, and um, something that I'm super passionate about. You know, I really started this before I had the kindness club. I was doing acts of kindness with my class, my kindergarten class, Mm -hmm. um, because I feel so strongly that it's something that's not a part of our curriculum. It's not something that we're supposed to teach. I say that, you know, with quotation marks around it. Um, Yet we have so many opportunities through classroom interactions with each other, through school interactions with each other, through literature that we're using in the classroom, curriculum, those teachable moments with our students when, you know, especially in kindergarten, you get that all the time, right? He was mean to me. (laughs) (laughs) Or any grade level for that. Like any grade level. (laughs) Yeah, Exactly. (laughs) Um, to bring glorious kindness to the conversation. And, you know, it's real every day in schools, our kids, they say mean things, they do mean things to each other, they're hurtful. And um, we either have, you know, the choice to not not look at it and keep going the course of teaching and doing our job, or we have the choice to really step up and um, step in and take those moments to teach our future. And that's what it really comes down to. Um, these these moments really define kids. They have lasting emotional and um, mental effects on them. And I was just recently reading um, a statistic from the CDC, which is not good, mm-hmm. um, on the suicide rate among kids and young adults ages 10 to 24. And I read that suicide has increased 60% between t- 2007 and 2018. And that that's kids as young as third and fourth grade, potentially. That's that's just unacceptable and such a significant loss. Mm. And so I believe strongly that we really owe, owe it to our kids to step in and step up. And so it's been so awesome that we have um, whole brain teachings, glorious kindness academies to explicitly teach kindness, glorious kindness, um, and getting our kids to think about others 
and what they say and do on the playground matters and has a has an effect. Um, you know, something as simple as inviting someone to play with you, or you know, you see someone sitting mm-hmm. alone, inviting them to eat with you and your friends. Not only does that take glorious kindness, but we go back to those other virtues, right? We have right. selfless courage and leadership to stand up with your own peer group and say, look, you know, let's, let's invite those kids to come with us. And um, so really, you know, it's about creating this culture at your school of kindness and just starting that conversation, getting that language going and making it so that that's the acceptable way that we include everybody. We don't exclude. We think of others. Um, You know, we want a place, you know, obviously utopia, right? Where bullying and exclusion and meanness just don't exist anymore. Wouldn't that be an awesome thing for our students and our Mm -hmm. kids and the future? Yeah. Well, I think with the things that we have going on in our world today, kindness is upfront and needs needs to be taught. And these kids need to see that, you know, this hate has to go. Right. Absolutely. Uh, we do have to be intentional about that as, as much as we are intentional about teaching math and reading and science and social studies. It's just something that needs to be a part of our curriculum of our classrooms. So in that vein, how does someone set up a glorious kindness Academy or a glorious kindness club at their school? Yeah, this is the fun part, right? (laughs) We did all that heavy talking there, but um, really this is the fun part. This is uh, what is it going to look like at your school? And mm-hmm. it looks a little bit different in different schools and that's okay. There is no one cookie cutter way to set this up. Um, you know, you need to make it work for you and it can be as smaller as it, or it can be as big as you'd like to make it. So, um, you know, pre COVID, let me talk a little pre COVID and then I'll give you some ideas, <laughs> uh, current situation, but it looks a lot different right now. Um, yeah. But really ultimately, you know, when I talk to schools, principals, teachers, staff around the country, um, Really, it's about getting some committed staff members on board. And maybe you just start with you. You're that one person. And that's what I did with my daughters. And I just kind of put an email out to everyone and said, is anyone interested in joining me in this this kindness club thing I'm doing here? And I had people show up. And there's some of them are still with me to this day, almost seven years later since I started this at my school. So I'm very thankful for them. And we don't get paid to do it. We just do it because... This is what our kids need and what the world needs. And so a couple of committed staff members would be great, you know, depending on your situation. For me, I was doing it after school. So I needed permission slips uh, for my students, you know, admin approval, of course. I always say that. Don't forget to, to ask for permission with that. Uh, maybe a room or a space if you're doing a school-wide thing like I, like I do. Um, it's after school. So we use our indoor eating area for that. Um, And I would meet with my students once a month. I would have my TK through third grade for 45 minutes. And then I would have my fourth through eighth grade students for 45 minutes after school. But I know that a lot of schools do them during their lunchtime. And maybe they can only um, work with their grade levels that have lunchtime at that time. I mean, wherever you can start is okay. Just get it started, even if it's just with your own students in your classroom. Okay. Uh, Yeah. And I know that, yeah, go ahead. Well, another piece of that is I know that many, um, schools have elected officers. And I've done that with my older group. It really works with the older kids to have like a president, a vice president, you know, um, kindness commissioners that do duties and tasks and things like that. So you can make it as small or as big as you really, really want it to be. Well, I was wondering, um, with the pandemic, has 
it changed at all for you? Or do you feel like there, you need to do an increase of Glorious Kindness um, Academy things? Or how has it changed with the pandemic? Yeah, so so I probably should have gone into a little bit more detail um, about some of the things we did as a kindness club before pandemic. But um, in terms of pandemic, it has changed significantly. Um, when we went into to, um, the original shelter in place back in March, at least here in California, um, you know, I was, I stepped up as a kindness club representative and kind of started an act of kindness where the kids could make cards from home um, for the act, but basically it was a meals for essential workers kind of a situation where we were helping local businesses and um, ordering food from them and people would donate money to um, pay for these meals for essential workers and the kids would create posters or cards to thank them for their work and I would include them um, as we delivered the meals and so that was very distant the kids couldn't be as involved with that as I wanted them to um, but we kept this whole idea of kindness alive and the kids knew what we were doing um, right now I have met with them virtually in zoom mm -hmm. and I have a much lower number I have about 40 to 50 kids each time um, but basically what we're doing from there is you know we can talk about that other part of the essential question here their kindness clubs how can we spread glorious kindness at school at home and in our community now we can focus on how to do that at home and in the community so maybe kids are making um you know a kindness poster with a kind saying to, to ask a business if they could hang in their window so everyone can see and be inspired or maybe they're um baking some cookies and making a i'm thinking about you know for an elderly neighbor or something mm -hmm. like that or they're just simply doing something kind for someone else in their family, like reading a book to a younger sibling. So there's so many opportunities still to talk about kindness in COVID times. And I always um, bring in literature with the kindness club, especially with the little kids and um, the older kids are kind of like, okay, let's do something hands-on. And the younger kids are soaking up those uh, messages of kindness and the stories. So uh, we do have a list out there of books that go along with our character traits for whole brain teaching. So um, that's been shared on some Facebook pages and I'm, I'm happy to send that back out as well. If anyone's interested, they can email me. Uh, so basically, you know, we just keep, we're, we're trying to keep it alive. We're keeping the conversation going, but uh, would you like to talk about a little bit about in-person yeah, ideas? That'd be great. Sure. Okay. Awesome. So basically, you know, how those meetings go, whether you're in person or virtually is really up to you. Um, you know, stories are great to bring in, like I said, and of course, getting the kids to come up with, with ideas, the best ideas come from the kids and they're going to want to um, go from anything very small to writing a thank you note to custodians to something huge, like uh purchasing playground equipment for another school or something like that. And so it's really a great conversation with, you know, to have with the kids, like, that's a great idea. Let's, um, let's channel that a little bit because we don't have money to spend on all of this stuff, but maybe we can fundraise. Maybe we can ask businesses to help us and pitch in. So it's a good way to kind of get the kids involved um, in the community. And um, some of the other ideas that we've done a go-to for us is really to create kindness posters to hang around our campus. Even in COVID times, we can do that. You can do that with your class. Get your class yeah. to um, create some posters that say, you know, treat everyone like it's their birthday or um, think of others, invite someone to play and hang them around your school. We have done um, new student welcome cups for new students that come to our school. So maybe we put a pencil in there and um, mm. a little notebook or something, a little treat for them. And we've had campus cleanup. We've 
planted a flower um, with a kind note and delivered it to somebody in the community, like a dentist or a doctor or your barista. They're important. <laughs> we all need our coffee. <laughs> um, homeless blessing bags. We do an annual book drive for, for needy kids. We adopt families. Um, and we've done some bigger things where we've helped organizations like Jacob's Heart, where we've fundraised for ki- uh, families with kids with terminal illness. So really, like I said, multiple times, and I'll probably say it a million more times, you can make this as simple or as big as you really want it to be. And it's absolutely a beautiful thing for the kids. They love it. They want more of it. And you'll find that you want more of it too, because it's contagious for sure. Yeah, it absolutely is. And, you know, you may have already touched on this a little bit, but, and we were talking about this before the podcast even started, just kind of touching base with each other to see if we're teaching in person or if we're teaching virtually. And still so many teachers are teaching virtually right now as we enter 2021. Um, Is the Glorious Kindness Academy something that can be done virtually? Um, you talked about it being on Zoom, but what what if there's a teacher out there that's teaching virtually right now and wants to perhaps set up, like just completely start that Glorious Kindness Academy? Um, how would how, how would you suggest they go about doing that? Sure. <laughs> well, I would definitely, um, you know, get your admin on board first off, because that's where your power is going to be to help support whatever it is that you'd like to do with your school and your students. Um, possibly, you know, draft a letter saying what you're doing and, um, you know, ask for that to be sent out school wide, or if you just want to do it with your class, whatever works for you um, and set up your initial, your initial meeting, what it's going to look like. Um, and I'm happy to help anybody with those steps or, or, you know, brainstorm with anyone that's interested in doing this. Um, I can set up phone appointments and um, make that happen, you know, help make that happen for you. And then, you know, once you get in there, uh, another great idea that we did was the family kindness challenge and Mm -hmm. you can do that through Zoom. So kids can come by your school or they can just create a heart-shaped poster and start doing acts of kindness. And when they do something, they can take a picture of it, put that picture on the heart and write a little something about what they did. Um, And then in your virtual kindness academy meetings you can have um students share out the acts of kindness that they did to inspire others as well i mean the the options are really limitless here and um it just takes some dedication and lots of heart and you can make it happen and that's good to know because i i think there's so much unknown with virtual teaching or even whether you're going to go virtually or go back face to face. And so knowing that this is such um, a flexible thing that you can, and it's, and it's simple to start and you can start it as big or small as you want. I just think that there's, there's very little parameters. And so that I think as teachers, that helps us to go take a deep breath and go, I can do this. So yeah, yeah. yeah you can make it simple, keep it simple. And absolutely anybody yeah. can do it. Definitely. Well, you've had, You've had some wonderful ideas and we've truly enjoyed having you on our podcast today. But before we leave, can you tell us where we can learn more about the information you've shared with us and how people can get in touch with you if they have any additional questions or wanting some help getting Glorious Kindness Academy set up? Sure, I would love to. Um, So there are a couple of Facebook pages. We have our Whole Brain Teaching Glorious Kindness Club is what it's called on Facebook. And there are a lot of videos actually there and on the main Facebook page in terms of um, getting your kindness 
club started at your school, or even just talking about kindness and, you know, along with the other virtues too. I've done several lives on those. So you can search for those. Um, if you're interested in seeing some pictures of what a kindness club looks like and what acts a kindness club look like, I would invite you to visit my own school's um, Facebook page. It's called Spring Grove School Glorious Kindness Academy on Facebook. And there are tons of pictures there of things that we've done over the last seven years that can hopefully help you um, take that first step. And I, again, I'm super happy to speak with anybody that's interested in doing this. I, I want every school on the planet to have a Glorious Kindness Academy. Um, this is kind of a mission here. So uh, you can email me, Julie Neff at wholebrainteaching.com. And we can set up a time to talk and just see what your situation is at your school. And I'm happy to help you start small. Don't be intimidated by this whole idea of an academy or this big mm -hmm. thing. It doesn't have to be that. Um, just get that conversation going with your students. And that's what's most important right now. Yes, definitely. So we want to thank you so much for being here today. Um, be sure to check out that those Facebook pages that Julie was talking about and also check out all the other whole brain teaching Facebook pages that we have and our Instagram page for all the latest whole brain teaching information. And again, we are so thankful that you joined us today, Julie. Thank you. Oh, go ahead. What were you going to say? I'm sorry. I said, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> oh, it's been, it's been a pleasure. Remember to contact Julie. If you have any additional questions about starting a glorious kindness Academy or club um, at your school. And if um, yeah, just anything, I know Julie would be happy to um, talk with you about it because she's very passionate about this and that's what you need. You need to have someone who's very passionate about, about this. So. Yep. Call me, email me. <laughs> <laughs> Our goal as whole brain teaching teachers is to help you as we bring you these podcasts. Don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcast app and to share this podcast. Thank you so much for listening.